Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Showing Up to Your Life podcast and YouTube channel. My name is Art Burns, and I'm excited to be here with you today. Um, gosh, I didn't even say that yesterday, did I? <laughs> That's amazing. Um, yeah, this was really, really a, quite an interesting experience taking two weeks off of doing the podcast, you know. Um, and, and I think this is important to kind of talk about for a second because, you know, we all, we have this tendency to kind of, you know, like taking these two weeks off, you know, I had this tremendous urge, this tremendous pressure that I had on myself to, you know, to do something special, right? Like now that I'm back after two weeks, it's got to just blow the doors off of it, right? And this is the kind of pressure that we put on ourselves all the time, right? And and when we do this, when we put this kind of pressure on ourselves, you know, what we're doing ultimately is we're creating, you know, we're creating mental activity. We're creating distracting thoughts we're creating overwhelming emotions that are not serving us right like and and it's and it's coming from you know from our own activity right it's not something coming from outside of us it's something that we're creating right this reminds me of the old that movie i don't remember what the movie was but some scary movie where the girls on the on the phone with the police and they say the call's coming from inside the house you know <laughs> and that's the way it feels right that we we psych ourselves out like this we put so much of this pressure on ourselves that you know and this this you know it 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 takes away our ability to actually perform Right. And, and that's very literally with what I'm talking about here. Like, you know, yes, I had this whole list of things in the black book. I had to do all this. You know, I had to like build it up, you know, and it probably took a little bit away from what I was actually doing. Right. Because because if I'm going to perform at something, whether that's a podcast or whether it's, um, you know, just being with my kids and performing my duties as a father, performing my duties as a spouse, uh, performing my duties as a citizen of the world. Right. You can't perform if you're lost in your own thoughts. Right. And that's the thing. Right. So so when we when we, you know, kind of have something coming up and this is something that was kind of, you know, chirping in my ear for like five days before yesterday, right? And so so this is what normally happens, right? And this actually very specifically ties into what we're going to talk about today, right? Um, so so what happens, though, is that we, we get this kind of, you know, this anticipatory stress, if you will, right? We're, we think about, oh my gosh, what am I going to do? What I got five days, I got four days. Oh my gosh, it's coming three days left. Oh my gosh, oh my gosh. And, and it builds up because what we're trying to do is we're trying to anticipate what's going to happen, right? We're trying to, you know, get ourselves a sort of map uh, at least a mental map of what is going to transpire on the day when the thing goes down, right? <clears throat> now, this is normal. This is something that your brain is supposed to be doing, right? But you can see how it can it can wind up not serving us, right? And so today, this is exactly what I want to talk about. As I said, I mean, this could not have been a better uh, segue, and I totally didn't even plan it, you see? And that's the value of, of just being here and just, you know, just hitting the button and going, right? Like, like here we are. Let's, let's give everything I have into this. And normally, you know, almost every time when we do that, good things are going to come out of it, right? Like everything kind of works out from that place because how could it not almost, right? Because whatever works out, it's going to be good enough kind of, right? So let's talk about this. So, so there are, so, so 
consciousness, right? Um, consciousness is essentially the ability to be aware, right? That's how I define it. You know, I'm sure there's there's lots of different ways that you could define consciousness and and stuff like that. But it's certainly you know kind of you know it's it's the ability to be aware that you exist, right? So it's like an awareness of self, but it's an awareness of you know, how myself fits into everything, right? That's, that's sort of like how consciousness works, right? And basically, it's, it's the way we experience our, our world from the standpoint of awareness, okay? Maybe that's an easier way to kind of uh, talk about it and define it, right? So, so as human beings, we have two sort of modes of consciousness, okay? We have one mode, which is conduition, and we have another mode that is construction. Okay, now let me explain what that means. Okay, so conduition, right? We have five senses, the eyes, the ears, the nose, the mouth, the, the touch organ, which is the entire outside of our body, right? Uh, sight, smells, uh, sound, taste, touch. Those are our five senses, right? Everything that happens out in the world, right, comes into our bodies through one or more of these five senses, okay? So that's conscious, right? Like that's consciousness of our surroundings, right? And the tool that we have to to be conscious of our surroundings, again, are the five senses, okay? Now, we also have a sixth, a sixth sense, <laughs> which is what, what neuroscientists call interoception, right? Which is the ability to perceive what's happening in my body, right? Now, all the time, our bodies are sending signals, Right from our from our our uh, you know the unconscious part of our bodies into the consciousness of our mind of our brain right which which the mind kind of includes both right but but it sends signals from the unconsciousness of the body to the consciousness of the brain okay because remember there are some unconscious things that are going on I told you about that card um, trick right where they have four decks of cards two red two blue a whole bunch of college students you flip a card you know if you get higher you win a dollar if you get lower you lose a dollar something like that I don't remember the rules of the game but the, the the reality was that the two blue decks were straight out of the box just shuffle and put them on the table and play the two red decks were totally fixed there was no way anyone was gonna uh, win on the red deck so it took people generally about 50 turns before they realized that something was going on, right? And they said, okay, something's up with this. I, I don't think this is a straight game. 30 more turns, 80 turns total. They said, okay, this is not, you know, I've never won with the red decks. This is fixed, right? But here's the thing. <clears throat> they were also hooked up to a lie detector, a polygraph machine, right, which was measuring the, the sweat of their palms. Now, the sweat of your palms, the sweat glands in your palms are not like the rest of your sweat glands, which uh, respond to heat and exertion, right? But the sweat glands of your palms actually respond to an internal stress, right, which is connected to your gut, right? And so... What they found was that all of these college students, like every single one of them, you know, it took 50 times before they realized, okay, something's up here, right? But after just 10 turns, their palms started sweating and they started unknowingly favoring the blue decks, 
Okay, so there is a tremendous knowledge that your body has that is outside of your consciousness. Okay, so that's important to understand too. Okay, but what we're talking about is the conscious awareness. Okay, in this particular situation, right? And so, so when these, you know, so the conscious awareness is what we get through the five senses, right? Now, your nervous system is sensing stuff outside of your consciousness all the time. That's not the conscious awareness that we're talking about, okay? Just want to be clear about that. <clears throat> so we have this interoception, right, which is the ability to perceive what it is that our gut is feeling, what it is that our, our you know, um, our, our lungs are feeling, our heart is feeling, our, our body is feeling, right? So we can bring a conscious awareness to what is happening in our body. However, there is something outside of our consciousness that's also happening, okay? It's a little complex, but we'll get there, I, try, I promise you. Um, now, you have a seventh sense, right, which is the Emotion, the uh, the mental activity, if you will, right, which would include the emotions and the uh, and the thought process. Now, this these this sensory, the which we're going to get to an eighth sense. So, the eighth sense, I'll do this first. The eighth sense is our sense of relational connections, right? So, so the connection to the time and place we're in, the connection to the people in our lives, the connection to animals, the connection to nature, you know, all that kind of stuff, right? That's our sort of eighth sense, the way that we can sense. A, a perception of being, right? You know, consciously, right? So like while we're walking down a, a, a hiking trail, right? There are moments where if you are very clear and 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 I'm going to get to this in a second, if you're very clear and and not lost in your own thoughts, then you're you're likely to start to sense a deep connection, a deep sense of connection to really the the universe, right? Like that's what happens. Like you you just feel like you're one with all of this, right? You can get a sense of of the fact that this hiking trail has been, you know, hundreds of years of people walking on this trail and 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 I'm just one of them and there's going to be, you know, years after me there's going to be people here. There's going to, you know, you're right so we have this connection to to what's going on right <clears throat> so those are what's called the eighth eight senses now that comes from dan siegel right as i told you i think i mentioned yesterday i'm taking a, a course with dan siegel in interpersonal neurobiology and it is just blowing my mind okay <laughs> and i mean it's a lot of stuff i already knew but like to have it all in one place and like kind of go through it again just absolutely wonderful it's just it's touching all of my nerd <laughs> nerd nerves and i love it um but uh and, and actually that's where i met my um the person who i'm doing my uh trauma therapy with so it's pretty intense stuff going on so anyway um so so the the idea is that these are all the ways in which we can interact with the world right we have our five outer senses we have the sixth sense of understanding what's happening in our body because our body again reacts to the world around us without our knowing it right and so so we can we can bring awareness into that okay um then there's the emotions and the thoughts that every every time we experience something right every time we experience something it is accompanied not only by the physical, you know, body experience, but it also includes some emotional experience. You have an emotional response to everything that happens to you. And you also have a, a mental response to everything that happens to you. What do you think about this thing, right? And then again, the eighth sense is this deeper sense of connection. Okay, so how does this apply to conduition 
versus construction, right? Because the remember, those are the two modes of the way we can be conscious, right? Conduition, right, is you become a conduit for the experience that's happening, right? And so, so what that means is that you open yourself up to the experience of walking down this hiking trail, right? And as you're walking down the hiking trail, if you're open to the hiking trail and you're open to the experience and you're and you're truly in conduition mode, right? Then you are going to hear all the sounds, you're going to smell all the smells, you're going to see all the sights, you're going to even maybe get a, you know, like Dan tell, tells the story about being on the um on the uh, beach, right? So you'll taste the salt, right? You'll smell the 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 you know, the wildlife in the in the ocean and all that, right? Same thing with the uh, hiking trails, just not so much the taste, right? You might even feel like you're, you know, probably not bare feet on a hiking trail, but you you might get a sense of like walking on, you know, on a on a padded, you know, a, a tamped down trail. It might feel something to you physically, right? As as your sense of touch, right? Um, <clears throat> although I guess that's kind of not the sense of touch. So again, Dan tells a story about you barefoot on the beach, so that's your sense of touch, right? But you might feel you'll feel the warm glow of the sunshine, you'll feel the breeze, you'll feel the shade, you'll feel you're certainly gonna feel something with your sense of touch. Ever whatever's touching your skin, you're gonna feel, right? And so so let's so let's say you go to that hiking trail, right? And you know, you're you got some kind of thing going on at work or something, right? And and you go to this hiking trail and the whole time you're sitting there, you're walking the the trail and you're thinking about this thing that's going on at work, right? You're thinking about how, oh gosh, this project's so late, it's not going so well, this person really dropped the ball, or maybe I dropped the ball, or, you know, all this stuff is happening as you're walking along the trail, right? Well, what this means is that while you're, you, you know, while you're thinking about all of that stuff, that is your construction mode, right? You're, you're constructing something, right? You're constructing a mental thing, with the thoughts of this thing that's going on at work and with, you know, the the troubles and the the difficulties and all that kind of stuff, right? You're creating that thing in your mind, right? Simply by thinking of it, right? And this is what happens, right? Like I can ask you right now, I can say, hey, picture a monkey and you can think about a monkey. There's no problem, right? Easy, right? What kind of monkey, what the monkey looks like, that's all going to be very subjective and personal, but monkey, you got it, Right? I got a monkey too. Mine happens to be a chimpanzee. I don't know about yours. Um, so now let's say you're, you know, bopping along in your day and you're, you know, um, you, you, you know, see a banana <laughs> on the counter and you reach out for the banana and you remember the story that John Kabat-Zinn tells about how they catch monkeys in India by drilling a hole in a coconut shell so the, the monkey can squeeze his hand in but grabs the banana, can't get his hand back out. The monkey doesn't know enough to let go and he gets captured, Right. And so now I've, I've, uh, the, the, the thought of a monkey has just arisen. It's just, I didn't create that. I just saw a banana, right? But I was a conduit for all of this experience, all of this memory, all of this association that happens. And I thought of a monkey. Just like I intentionally thought of a monkey. So you see, in the first uh, example, 
I was constructing the monkey with my mind, which I can do, which you can do, which all of us can do. Anybody who's ever seen a monkey, a picture of a monkey, can construct a monkey in their mind, right? But yet I, I was a conduit for the image of a monkey in the second example, right? So if you're, if you're out on that hiking trail and you're constructing because you're thinking about, you know, the thing at work and you're thinking about all the problems and you're, you're da, 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 all that busyness of your mind, right? Well, then you're not feeling the sunshine. You're not smelling the, the beautiful smells. You're not, um, uh, you know, getting a, a taste of the, of the Colorado air. You're not, um, you're not, you know, uh, hearing the birds chirping. You're not seeing the, the birds flying. You're not seeing the beautiful wildflowers everywhere. And the reason you're not seeing is because you cannot be a conduit and also be a constructor at the same time, right? It's one of those things that the brain can only do one or the other. You know, I mean, sometimes it can probably go back and forth so fast. It seems like it's doing both at once. And maybe there is a possibility that you can do both at once, but really one is going to inhibit the other, right? Especially that way, right? Now, it's less inhibitory to be a conduit right? Unless the construction brain wants to jump in, right? Like, you know, say you're out on the trail and you're, you're in that conduit mode and you're, you know, you're really, you know, feeling it and, and, and you're really there in the moment. You're, you're getting this sense of, of you feel your, your body feels really good in this situation. You feel very relaxed. All the signals from your body are all very good. You know, you're, you're calm and you're, you're, uh, emotionally very in a, a good place. Right. Um, and, and you're, you're, um, you're, you're, you're just, you know, you're solidly there, right? You're feeling the sunshine on your skin and all that stuff that we named, right? And now all of a sudden, you know, an intrusive thought comes in. Boom. Remember that project at work, right? Now you have the choice in that moment to stay in conduit mode or to jump into construction mode. That's your choice. And that's the point, right? And that's the point of mindfulness in general, is to A, know when we're in construction versus conduit mode, and B, have the control to stay in one or the other. That's the whole game of mindfulness, right? So here's the thing. <laughs> you knew there was going to be a thing, right? Here it is. Our brains naturally... If they're doing their job and just their job and nothing but their job, they're going to be more constructive than conduition by default, right? Because your brain is an anticipatory organ. It's an associative and anticipatory organ. That's all it is, right? Now, remember, I say this all the time, that for all of the complexity that your brain has and all of the amazing stuff that your brain can do, literally processing billions of bits of data all the time, right? Like it's just, they're, they're, it's, it's unfathomable how complex and powerful your brain is, the, the abilities that your brain has. I mean, it runs this whole organism, right? <laughs> it's huge. But for all of that complexity, it really just has one simple job, which is to keep you safe, okay? So for that reason, your brain is constantly, and I mean constantly, 100% of the time that you are awake, your brain is 
observing what's happening around you. It's filtering out the the data that that doesn't seem pertinent or important or or you know pertinent to your safety. Right. So like, you know, like the fact that there's a, a, a thing on the top of my closet over there is not important to me. Right. So my brain is going to like kind of gloss over that. Right. And it's going to pick out the things that that it's determined are important to your safety. Right. So that's one thing that's doing automatically. Right. It's filtering out because because you can't possibly there's no way that we could possibly consciously look at every bit of data around us. We'd never be able to function. Right. Because there's just too much happening around us. Right. So your brain is 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 organizing all of this, you know, kind of picturing filtering out the, the important stuff. Right. And then it's taking what it's, you know, the important stuff, it's taking that and it's it's associating it, it's, it's comparing it to everything it's ever known before, right? Through your memory, implicit memory, explicit memory, it's, it's, it's you know, it's processing through all of everything you've gone through before, as well as the sort of, you know, condition of your nervous system, right? And it goes through that whole thing and now it comes up with, an anticipation of what is likely to happen next, right? So sitting here at my desk, my brain knows nothing's going to happen. There's still, there's only 21 minutes here on the timer. So my brain knows that nothing's going to happen. In all likelihood, in the next for the next nine minutes, nothing's going to happen. So it's chill, right? <laughs> but, you know, but, but if I'm walking down the street... Right. My brain's thinking like, okay, what's happening now? What's going to happen 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 now? I mean, it's still doing that now. It just knows that it's not, there's nothing alarming. Right. But if I'm out there, things change. Right. Now the brain goes into a little bit higher alert and says, oh, wow, no, this is not the usual chair that we're sitting in nice and comfy, cozy and talking into a computer screen. This is, there's a lot of danger out here. Right. And so the brain takes on a different level of, of kind of, you know, anticipation. Right. But the point is that it's constantly constructing something. Right. It's constantly constructing the the potential, the, the, the most likely potential outcome. And it's determining is that safe or is that dangerous? Because once it feels it's dangerous, now we got to do something different. We got to control this body so we keep ourselves safe. Right. So <laughs> we are always by default, we are always going to be in construction mode. Right. But again, if you're out on the hiking trail, you don't want to be in construction mode. Right. You want to get the if you want. The, I mean, the whole reason you go out on the hiking trail is to get that experience of being in nature and feeling that. Right. Same thing as if you go to a concert. I think I told you the story here. Um, I went to a, a Sting and Paul Simon concert that we got tickets from. Uh, I knew uh, at the time a friend of mine was Paul Simon's personal uh, assistant. Right. And so he got us these these seats. They weren't really great seats, but they were, you know, it was like VIP entrance and all that kind of stuff. And and uh, I had parked my car and we had no money. Like we literally like it was a really hard time in our lives. And we got these tickets. And we we're like, oh, well, you know, we'll just spend all the money we have to buy these tickets because this guy, you know, our friend offered them. And, you know, why not? And so so I literally knew that I didn't have any money in my pocket. And I realized that I parked over on like 10th Avenue in the you know 30s. And I was like, that's a bad neighborhood in New York. And, you know, and, and so the 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 thought popped into my mind, my car is going to get stolen. Somebody's going to steal it. The Toyota 4Runner, people steal those just for parts. 
My car is going to get stolen. I don't have any money. I'm not going to be able to get home. Oh my gosh, we're going to have to sleep in the train station tonight unless I can, you know, call somebody I know, but I'm sure everybody's going to be out and I can't. And so literally, literally for two thirds of that concert, the last two thirds of that concert, I couldn't tell you what song they were playing. I couldn't tell you, you know, whether I enjoyed the music. I didn't enjoy it. I literally, my senses were basically blocked off because I was so lost in the thoughts that somebody was going to steal my car. The car was there when we got there. You know, I never told my wife about any of this, you know, even though I was like practically running to 10th Avenue when we got out of the garden, you know, but that's what happens, right? So while you're out somewhere doing anything, Right? Even if it's just having a cup of coffee with a friend. If you're in construction mode, you're not hearing what they're saying. You're not seeing their, their beauty. You're not smelling the beautiful coffee that you're drinking. You're not tasting the deliciousness. You're not getting the interoception. You're not you know, really in tune with your emotions and your thoughts about this person because they're being blocked. And you're certainly not feeling a sense of connection to that person in that moment. So now, again, it's not that construction mode is wrong or bad. There are times where you need to be in construction mode for sure. But there are times where the construction mode does not serve you. And so, again, the idea here with the practices that I talk about here is to <clears throat> develop the, the awareness Again, first, it's the awareness to know, where am I right now? Am I constructing with my mind or am I conduiting? Con I don't know if that's a word, but am I allowing myself to be a conduit or am I constructing a, a, a reality with my mind? What's going on right now? So that's the first step is knowing where we are. And the second step is saying, you know what? You know, I just paid all this money for these tickets. You know, whether my car stolen or not, it's not going to change the fact that I spent the money on these tickets. These are two amazing musicians, for, you know, they're playing together. I can pay attention to this. I can ground myself into what's happening. And so mindfulness really does become about control. It becomes about empowerment. It becomes about showing up to your life to every aspect of your life, from the concerts to the, the, uh, <clears throat> to the, um, the, 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 tra <laughs> sorry, hiking trails. Right. But again, you know, really understanding, like you wouldn't want a doctor to be in conduit mode when he's doing surgery. Right. <laughs> right. No, you want him to be in construction mode. You want him to be very clear on what he's doing here. You know, you don't want him like listening to the sounds out there and, you know, ooh, it feels nice and cool in here today. Oh, my gosh, look at all this blood, you know, <laughs> right? So there's there's a time and place for both. There's nothing wrong with either, right? But but it's about making sure that that time and place is appropriate, all right? All right, I hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope it helps. Season two here, off to a great start. I'm feeling good about it, and I hope you are too. All right, I'll be back tomorrow, everybody. I hope you have a great day. I wish you well. Take care.